You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are so excited that you tuned in one more time to listen to the word of God. You know, Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says, Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. So we know that you will be blessed today because there is a word from the Lord. Well, hello, dear friends in Radio Land. Once again, I want to greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. Uh, we are really excited to be on the air one more time to proclaim what doth say of the Lord. So this, my friend, would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the new Day of Hope broadcast is on the air right now, and that they also should tune in and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And here is a great thought for today. In life, no matter what you are going through, have faith and believe your sorrows won't last forever, because what time doesn't heal, God will. Amen. That's an awesome word. And now the word for today is the danger of getting off the beam. Well, praise ye the Lord. Oh, my friends, it's always a joy and an honor to be able to proclaim the message of hope, the message of the cross, the message of life. The text for today is First John chapter 2, first epistle of John chapter 2 and verse 17. And it reads as follows, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. My wife have already uh, announced the subject for today, the danger of getting off the beam. One of the marvels of science is the radio beam, which the pilot uses regularly, but especially when he's likely to get off the course because of bad weather or because of total darkness. So here is an airplane going from one point to another. And all of a sudden, a terrible storm comes up, and the pilot cannot see where he is going. Now a radio beam shoots out between on the screen, and the pilot finds that beam and sticks to the course and lands his plane safely at his destination. Now for the Christian, this beam is the will of God, or this beam is the plan of God for his life. The text we read tells us that whosoever doeth the will of God abideth forever. Oh, my friends, I came today to remind you that God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. He said in, somewhere in the book of Jeremiah, I know the thoughts I have for you. It's a plan to do you good and not to do you evil. So if we stay on the beam, if we stay on the course of, of God's will, watch this, my friends. You will be a happy person. 
Because the, the happiest person on the top side of this earth tonight should be somebody who is in the will of God. If you stay on the beam, if you stay on the will of God, you will be useful for the cause of the kingdom. If you stay on the will of God, you will arrive safely at your destination. But there is a problem because if you get off the beam, you number one, lose your influence. Oh, we need to have that influence today because the, the outside world is looking at us and they, they are reading us. They, they wouldn't read the Bibles, but they sure would read your life and my life. And that's why, my friends, we've got to have a strong influence on the lost world. If you get off the beam of God's will, you will lose your power. Oh, I know you. You didn't know that you have the power. But yes, my friends, you've got the power in the name of Jesus. You have the power to make the devil run. You have the power to live a victorious Christian life. It is possible for you to do that because God has given us that power. And that power is vested in us. So what we need to do as Christians is to stir up that gift that is in us. Stir up that power that God has given to us. Oh yes, my friends, if you get up that beam of God's will, you will lose your usefulness and you will lose your spiritual happiness. I love to be happy. I love to be useful for the kingdom of glory. And that's why I'm going to stay on the beam of God's will for my life. So the question, the question then is, how do you get off the beam? How do we get off the beam of God's will for our lives? Well, number one, you get off the beam when you neglect simply Christian duties. When we neglect simple Christian duties, we get off the beam. There are some fundamental duties for every child of God. Duties such as church attendance. Listen, my friends, God has been good to all of us. And giving God a couple hours on Sunday morning of our time is not too much to give to God because God has been good to us all through the week, my friends. He, he protected us. He, he provided for us. He uh, watched our going out and he watched our coming in and giving him a couple hours on Sunday of our time is not asking for too much. Now, I understand that sometimes we have to work. Some people have to work on Sundays. Sometimes some people are sick and they really cannot come. I'm not talking about just having a slight headache or a, a slight cold or something like that. And all of a sudden you decide, well, I am too sick to go. But the very same person with that very same headache on Sunday morning gets up on Monday morning and go to the job. So therefore now, I'm not talking about that kind of sickness. I'm talking about when you are really sick and you do not come on to church. That's understood. But I'm talking about the Christian who, who go on Sunday morning. That's when they find time to go fishing or go golfing or something like that. That's what I'm talking about. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 that we ought not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But we must exhort one another and so much the more as we see the day of God is approaching. Oh, my friends, I told you before that 
Today we are one day closer to the coming of Christ, one day closer to our eternal destination than we were yesterday at this very same time. This is not a time for us to play hide and seek. This is serious business. We are living in the end of time and therefore we must exhort one another that they must go into the house of the Lord. That's where we go to recharge our spiritual batteries. That's our refueling station because I need to go there on Sunday morning to recharge myself so I can face the challenges of the devil throughout the week because the Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion. He is walking about seeking whom he may devour. And if you are not fully charged, my friends, he will devour you. So we have to go to the, to the house of the Lord and recharge our batteries. We have fundamental duties as tithing. And I know a lot of people do not like you to talk about that. But my friends, it is written in the word of the Lord that we must pay our tithes to our local church. The Bible has has much to say about tithing. As a matter of fact, in the book of Malachi chapter 3 and verses 8 to 10, we are challenged to tithe. Hear you the word of the Lord. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, God says. But we say, wherein have we robbed thee? He answered and said, in tithes and in offerings. So he said, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Oh, my friends, I want the blessings of the Lord. I want God to open the floodgates of glory and rain these blessings upon me. So therefore now, in order for that to happen, I have got to play my part. I know somewhat what we say sometimes. Well, well, my paycheck for the week is so small, I can't afford to give God. It doesn't matter, my friends. If you have only one dollar, that's what you have. No, the pastor is not going to ask you to go and steal so you can pay tithes. No. But that's what God has given you. And out of that one dollar, you have to give the Lord the 10 cents that belongs to him. Or you have $10, a dollar belongs to the Lord. And so we take it for granted that we sit in the air-conditioned building. We sit on nice pews or nice chairs. And we think, well, that's okay. That's just the norm. But everything is costly today. And therefore now, the church, we are, the church is depending upon our tithes and our offerings in order to function the right way. So we have to pay our tithes to our local church. We also have the fundamental duty of living a consecrated Christian life. Listen to what First Chronicles 29, uh, 5 says. You are called to consecrate our service to the Lord. It says, and who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? Oh, my friends, we have to live consecrated lives. The songwriter says, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Uh, let them flow in ceaseless praise. So we have to live consecrated Christian lives today. That's why the realm of Christianity is the way it is, because we are so satisfied to live 
anyhow we want to. But God is calling us to live consecrated Christian lives. So when we neglect these simply duties, we are getting off the beam of the will of the master. So we see that a good Christian life is an effective thing. So if you want to be the best Christian, if you want to have the most influence, and then just look after your Christian duties, and you will be all right. Then number two, we get off the beam when we neglect prayer and Bible study. God has given these means to help us, to strengthen us, and to keep us on the right track. Oh, I love that. I said that God has given us the means of prayer and Bible study to help us, to strengthen us, and to keep us on the right track. The Bible says that the word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So prayer and Bible study are two great anchors of the soul. When you get away from them, you get off the beam of your Christian life, my friends. Number three, we get off the beam when we quit serving God. The excuse we use is the church doesn't need me. But my friends, the church needs every single member to help carry on its work. So we believe that the work of the Lord is just for the pastors, just for the ministers, just for the secretary and the treasurer. No, my friends, the work of the Lord serving God is a duty for every child of God. We make excuses for everything. There was a song that we used to sing that says, excuses, excuses. You will hear them every day. The devil will supply you if from church you stay away. So we need to stop making excuses in serving the Lord. Every member is a spoke in the wheel. If a spoke is broken, then the wheel is much weakened. Some people serve God by simply being faithful. Do you think you are of little importance if you are not holding a high job in the church? That's what some people think. If they are not holding a high position, then they think that they are not important. But that is not true, my friends. Whether you are the pastor or just the cleaner, you are as important before God as anything else. Many Christians served God well in other days. They were on the beam, but now they are off the beam. Their lives are not counting for the cause of Christ anymore. They no longer go to church. They no longer tithe. They no longer praise God and no longer share their faith to a lost and a dying world. If you are not busy for him right now, my friends, then you are off the beam of your Christian life. Number four, we get off the beam when you fail to trust God completely. When you fail to trust God completely, you are off the beam. Some trouble comes up and we begin to, we begin to worry and not trust. God wants us to trust him completely. Simply trusting God. Every day, trusting through a stormy way. Even when my faith is small, trusting Jesus, that is all. That's what God wants us to do. The Bible says we must trust in the Lord with all our hearts. And we must not lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways, we, we must acknowledge God. In all our ways, we must 
recognize God and God will direct our paths. There are two things that should make us trust God. Listen to this, my friends. Number one, first, we ought to trust him because he promises to care for us. A husband promises to care for his wife. A father promises to care for his children. And they all trust their husbands and they trust their father to keep their words. A man may fail in his promises, but oh, glory to God, God never fail you. You can trust him. All may fail, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. Then secondly, your past experience ought to make you trust God. We look back over our lives and we see how God brought us out of many troubles. David said in Psalm 77 and verse 1, I cried unto the unto God and he gave ear unto me. I know without a doubt that God will care for me in the future. Oh, that's comforting. That's really comforting because we know that God will care for us today, tomorrow, and the following day. God will always care for us. Does Jesus care? The songwriter says, when my heart is pain, too deeply for Murphy's song, as the burdens press and the cares distress and the way grows weary and long. Oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary and the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. God cares for us. We can trust him, my friends, because of all we have experienced. When we were in trouble, when we were sick, God came to our, our rescue. God has not changed. God will not change. God cannot fail. God will not fail you. So you can trust him every day of your life. So when we fail to trust him, we get off the beam. So trust him with all your heart, my friends. Trust him with everything that you have. You can rely on God because his words are true. His promises are yea and amen. When you put your trust in him, he will always make a way for you. I know my Lord will make a way for me. If I live a holy life, shun the wrong and do the right, I know my God will make a way for me. I can trust him completely. When we stop trusting him completely, we get off the beam. Stay on the beam of the wheel of the master. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Stay on the beam. And that's a word to the wise. We don't want to be outside where there is danger lurking around. We got to stay where there is safety. Amen. Amen. My friends, you know, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to call on Jesus. He is able to save unto the uttermost, the Bible says, them that come to God by him. Salvation is of the Lord. The Bible says neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Would you trust Jesus today? He will change your life. He will transform you and make you over again. You will become a new creation, a new person in Christ. You will become like us and you will serve the Lord and rejoice in the goodness of our God. 
You can trust him, my friends, as we pray right now. Eternal God, we want to thank you for yet another day when we can come and enjoy sharing the truth of your word. We know your words will never return unto you void, but that your words will accomplish for the purpose in which you have sent it to. Thank you for your words. Speak to the hearts of those who do not know you and those of us who already know you that we would learn to trust you more and more every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. And my friends, if this program has motivated you or challenged you to draw closer to the Lord, we would love to hear from you. You can call us at 404-964-2242. And that's a WhatsApp number. Once again, 404-964-2242. Or you can email us at New Day of Hope Atlanta at gmail.com. Once again, New Day of Hope Atlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you ought to carry on. Bye now. Oh, God bless you and God keep you. God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you.